0: This is the
1: Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 295. My name's Brian Vincent Weber. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, here we are in the thick of the corona catastrophe. It's going to have really far-reaching implications and consequences for the hospitality industry. Today I have an interview with Andrew Riggi, who's the executive director of the New York City Hospitality Alliance. He's also chair of New York City's Office of Nightlife Advisory Board. But before we go any further, I have something to tell you. This podcast is not intended for the purpose of providing medical or legal advice. All information, content, and material provided in the audio podcasts or on the bartenderjourney.net website are for general information purposes only and does not and is not intended to constitute legal or medical advice, nor does it serve as a substitute for consultation with a doctor or a lawyer. Please go to bartenderjourney.net slash disclaimer to read this disclaimer in its entirety. Thank you. This interview with Mr. Riggi was recorded prior to the March 15th announcement of Mayor de Blasio. Uh, His executive order limited restaurants, bars, and cafes to take out food and delivery only. Nightclubs, movie theaters, small businesses, small uh, theater houses, excuse me, and concert venues must be closed effective Tuesday, March 17th. The New York City executive order was then superseded by New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo's executive order the following day that's today as I record this, March 16th, 2020, that all bars and restaurants in the entire state are limited to takeout and delivery only. In fact, bars that do not serve food uh, have to close entirely. Interestingly, though, here in New York State, where to-go alcoholic drinks were a definite no-no for establishments like bars and restaurants with the on-premise license, it seems that we will now be allowed to, uh, during the coronatastrophe, we can sell to-go drinks. So we can sell, in New York here anyway, we can sell to-go adult beverages, which is a little bit of help. It's not going to solve all the problems of our industry, but uh, it's something. In fact, I heard a rumor that the famous speakeasy in Manhattan PDT will be selling to-go cocktails. Hey, we're all hunkered down and, uh, out of work, a lot of us, and uh, we're home homebound So, you know, now's a good time to to work on things like your resume and uh, your professional presence online. Uh, we'll repost the resources from our episode number uh, one ninety two, which was called "Personal Branding for Bartenders," as well as shared resources made available to us from other hospitality professionals. Um, if you're a, a few people have contacted me about uh, starting your own podcast, and um, if you're interested in starting your own podcast this would definitely be a good time to do it because you can uh generally do it from home if you have a little tech savvy so uh i've been considering a couple different options whether just making a podcast about it which actually we've done that in the past and we'll have to have a link to that as well when i was on the uh on uh, in at tales of the cocktail i was on the uh panel at a a seminar was called podcasting for bartenders so uh but it looks like um maybe we'll do something new about that subject and uh so if you're interested let me know. you can contact me either through email at brian at bartenderjourney.net or uh, through Instagram. Uh, Bartender Journey is my Instagram, and you can message, message me through there. All right, we're going to speak with Andrew Riggi. This was recorded five days ago, so that was March 11th, 2020, and uh, things are changing so rapidly here, but uh, this is definitely worth your time taking a listen to this.
0: Brian, Andrew Riggi of the New York City Hospitality
1: Alliance. Hi, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, reaching out. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, wow, you've done a lot. You've been in, uh, involved with the uh, Restaurant Association and uh, the, what is this? Nightlife Association chapter. I didn't I didn't know about that. What's that about? Yeah.
0: So that was – so the Nightlife Association was formed many years ago, had merged as a chapter of the Restaurant Association. Uh, then it went back independent again. And then when we formed the Hospitality Alliance, uh, the New York Nightlife Association was kind of mis- – uh, merged and dissolved into the Hospitality Alliance, as well as the Tavern Association merged and dissolved into the Hospitality Alliance as well. And collectively, we represent uh, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, uh, kind of boutique hotels, uh, and uh, some other businesses too. Wow, great.
1: So you got your fingers in everything, and you've been around hospitality uh, pretty much your whole life, huh? Indeed. Wow. Everybody's uh, worried about this this virus, and it's causing ripple effects all over the place, but uh, it seems like it really applies pretty heavily to, uh, to the hospitality industry. It's affecting us uh, in many different ways. So what, what can you tell us about precautions we can take and, and uh, what we should expect over the next few weeks? So
0: it's a very fluid situation. The facts on the ground are changing almost by the hour. Um, initially, over the past couple of weeks, restaurants in the multiple Chinatowns in New York City were being impacted the most. This week, we heard several of the banquet style restaurants in these neighborhoods have actually closed down, hopefully just temporarily. But now, heavily tourist traffic to areas around the city, businesses has dropped at many restaurants um, here and up to 30, sometimes even 30 plus percent uh, in restaurant dining. We've seen an tremendous number of events being canceled at restaurants. Initially, it was just for the month of March. Now events throughout April are being canceled and others are just being postponed indefinitely, which is posing really incredible financial challenges for these businesses with no end in sight. And while some, I highlight some neighborhood restaurants are faring better than Others, there's a lot of challenges and there's a lot of uncertainties about reducing employee hours, potential layoffs, even business closures, depending on how long this uh, coronavirus continues to impact New Yorkers and people around the globe. And frankly, right now, it seems like it's only going to get worse before it gets better. We all need to take the proper uh, health and safety precautions. We also need to ensure that we are supporting our local businesses because they are the backbone of our economy. They employ people locally. So this is a very complex issue. And we need to support small local businesses, particularly our local restaurants, our local bars, and do so in a way that protects public health. And clearly, we will take our cues from public and government uh, health officials to ensure we are implementing the proper safety practices, and should there be a change in approach, we'll take that cue and we will do our best to inform the hospitality industry immediately and continue to provide them guidance and information as it becomes available.
1: What are those resources? uh, Where where should people be tuned in to to get the latest information?
0: Sure, so they can go to our website, which is www.thenycalliance.org. On the homepage, if they scroll down, they will see regular updates. We offer some frequently asked questions for business owners, how they can comply with the various complex labor laws from wage and hour laws to the paid sick leave law and others um, to make sure that they're not only taking care of their employees, they are in compliance with these complicated laws when there is so much uncertainty and things are changing minute by minute. Employees can call out sick, there could be potential quarantine of employees. Um, So again, you can visit our website, www.thenycalliance.org. They can also sign up uh, for our email newsletter there, where we're sending real-time updates Uh, also suggesting various policy ideas that we're developing to help support local businesses. Again, we don't know exactly how long or to what degree this will continue to impact the industry. We want to prepare for the worst. Uh, Hopefully, it will not get there. But it's really at this point about information and then figuring out what we can do to support these businesses that frankly could be under the threat of reduction of employee hours, uh, layoffs, and even potential closures.
1: Yeah, there's there's a few incentives out there. If see, uh, well, in New York in particular, but hopefully there's similar things going around all over the country where uh, uh, if people are quarantined, they're they're able to get paid. uh, I believe by New York State government, or I don't know the rule. I don't know everything, but there are a lot of resources. There's zero cost, zero cost. um, uh, loans, zero interest loans available first in certain situations to help people, th- small businesses get through this kind of this thing.
0: Yeah, again, this is happening in real time. So many of the policy ideas and development and support and resources will be announced, I imagine in real time and will be based on the situation on the ground and our hope and our advocacy work will be focused on making sure we can get the right resources to the right people in the right amount of time to mitigate the current damage and any future potential damage that it could have on our local businesses and New York City economy.
1: So are are there new specific uh, sanitary guidelines or it's just kind of making sure you adhere to the existing ones, right?
0: Yes. So the city of New York has very strict food safety guidelines, uh, some of them contained under the letter grade system we have in place. So we urge our members and all food service establishments throughout the city to focus and have a strict adherence to those guidelines and regulations should they have any questions they can always contact us contact the local health department but frankly they should do what everyone should be doing frequently washing your hands You know, limiting any kind of person to person contact, regularly wiping down and sanitizing uh, different areas, uh, trying to maintain distance between people whenever possible. So some are common sense, but we need to make sure that people are following them. And if they do have questions or concerns, reaching out to an organization like the New York City Hospitality Alliance, reaching out to the New York City Department of Health or Department of Small Business Services or the Office of Nightlife that can provide different types of resources and guidances, our guidance to businesses and um, and you know, again, we will continue to do our best to provide information as the situation
1: changes. And uh, not touching your face, I hear, is a big one. Correct. Yeah, but that's always been the case, you know. And um, it it does seem that with all these closures and you know closing schools and all these things, that you know it sounds scary.
0: Cause... Yes, and that well, listen, and that can also exacerbate the issue: the restaurant industry and nightlife industry is tough in this situation because we are a people business. You know, Other industries can ask people to work remotely. There's only a few job classifications within our industry where people can work remotely. We need cooks, we need servers, we need bartenders, we need dishwashers, and all these people that need to be there on premise. And frankly, many of them have families. So if schools are closed and they need to remain home with their children, what do they do? If they have an elderly or a sick parent or child at home, what do they do? Uh, Businesses in New York City are required to provide up to five days of paid sick leave, which we're urging everyone to use if needed. If they feel sick, they should not uh, come into work. Um, But small businesses are in a difficult position because if business drops, they may not have money to pay out these paid sick leave requirements. Uh, So it is a challenging issue, like I said. Um, We are monitoring it. We are advocating for whatever kind of support we can get at the moment for businesses. I think all levels of government, uh, particularly here locally in the city and state, uh, understand many of these challenges and it's going to be incumbent on them to be able to enact policies in a fast enough manner that it will get to the businesses and help them hopefully, you know, withstand and work through this challenging time. But we will get through to the other side and it's about mitigating damage and making people have the information to make informed decisions. As it pertains to their business operations.
1: Can you think of anything uh, specific that maybe people wouldn't uh, think off the top of their heads about how they can help keep their their guests and, and their staff safe?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, listen. I, I like we said. I, I think it, number one, it's it's the, it's the main issues. What I would do is go to the New York City Department of Health website, go to the CDC website, make sure you are following you know the legitimate guidelines being provided by health experts. There's a lot of information out there on the internet. Uh, some is true, some is not true, but again, frequently washing your hands, sanitizing, cleaning constantly, um, you know, trying to have some distance in between individuals, staying home if you're not feeling good. These are what the health officials are telling us. Um, it's the number one thing to do, and then regularly listen to the updates. So if There are new policies people should enact, then being able to adjust your business model as quickly as possible. And that's what it comes down to. We must rely on the health experts, and we need to rely on the policymakers to be able to move quick enough as the facts dictate to provide support and resources to these businesses to keep our uh, city open and operating because you have the public health issue and then you have the economic issue. And they are both critically important to the overall health and sustainability of our city. Fortunately, we have some of the best people in every sector around the world here in New York City, and we are gonna be doing everything we possibly can do to guide the hospitality industry through this uh, challenging and uncertain time.
1: And and those things are available to people outside of New York City as well, right? Those websites that you mentioned. Correct. People shouldn't be scared off just because you're not in New York City.
0: Yeah, I would recommend uh, you know looking to your local uh, restaurant associations, your local health departments, your local uh, governors, mayors, legislature. For these queues, you can, of course, go to the New York City Hospitality Alliance's website and sign up for our newsletter. Some of the information that we are issuing and will continue to issue uh, is universal in its application. However, when it comes to specific compliance with laws or changing policies in real time, those may be specific to New York City or New York State so you'd want to double check and be in touch with your local authorities uh, as well which is really where people should be taking their directive from
1: i heard a story about uh, some restaurant that was actually taking staff's temperature before they started work and then apparently that was against some law or another <laughs> so there's there's uh, you, you can be cautious but you can be you know you can go too far at some point i suppose
0: yes and that's the other thing too is you know you have these small business owners that Uh, are trying to keep their doors open, keep people employed, serving guests. And they are not experts in the encyclopedia of complex laws from a federal, state, and city level. And they may attempt to do something that they believe is in the best interest of all parties, but unbeknownst to them, it violates some law. So that's one of the things the Hospitality Alliance is doing, is making sure we provide businesses the information so they know what they can and cannot do and how they need to do things. And they can adjust their operations accordingly.
1: Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I imagine you're extremely busy right now, but I hear uh, you have your own, a podcast of your own?
0: Yes, I do. Uh, Hospitality and Politics, where we speak with restaurant nightlife operators, policymakers, elected officials, uh, industry experts, and many others about all the hot issues and important issues that are impacting the industry and really having those really in-depth conversations uh, that so many others are having, they're helping informing the present and future of our industry.
1: Very cool. Uh, we will give that a listen for sure.
0: Awesome. I appreciate that.
1: Well, I appreciate your time and taking you know taking the time to talk to us because uh, there's so much to so much to know, and as you say, things are changing minute by minute. So uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Definitely. Listen.
0: Thanks so much for having me on, and keep up uh, all the great work. Thank you, Andrew. All right. So long.
1: Take care. Bye now. Bye. All right. Well, everyone, stay safe. Uh, Wash your hands, and I hope we can all get through this uh, terrible downturn for the hospitality industry and for everything else. So everybody be safe. Cheers. Oh, and happy St. Patrick's Day.